The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. All right, let's get right into it. It's been a hell of a week for our man Dylan Brooks. The last time we talked, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies had been eliminated, and Dylan Brooks wanted somewhere uh, to be extended, and there were talks about whether that would happen, and now we know for sure that the Memphis Grizzlies will not be extending Dylan Brooks. Why do we know that? Uh, Because according to Shams on Tuesday, uh, under no circumstances would the Grizzlies be bringing back Dylan Brooks next year. Oh, boy. Well, uh... So the question, though, at this point is why under no circumstances and who did Shams get the information from? Because on one side, uh, you have the agents getting very upset. And then on the other side, you've got the Memphis Grizzlies getting upset. No more Dylan Brooks in Memphis. So first of all, we got a whole bunch of outlets coming out. The Grizzlies felt that it was very unprofessional that the Grizzlies uh, would say that about a current player, which his agent fairly, believes that it tanked Dylan Brooks's market for him. Nothing says you are more disposable than your current team saying under no circumstances will we bring you back. Uh, it was also reported by Ramona Shelburne after that that Brooks was looking for $25 million a year. Bill Simmons, Kendrick Perkins, others, they came after the Grizzlies very hard. Uh, Perkins tweeted, yeah, y'all can laugh all and joke all you want. I don't see a damn thing funny when it comes down to how Memphis handled the player that gave his all to that organization for three years, exclamation, 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 exclamation. It's not what you do, it's how you do it, real talk. So, yeah, everybody's pissed. No one is more pissed than uh, Brooks's agent, Mike George. He tweeted out this, which I thought was wild. Sham Sharanya, the leader of spreading false news and attacking players. Why any player in the league talks to this guy blows my mind. This sounds like Jimmy Butler's agent that got really mad at Shams like two years ago. This little tempest in a teapot reached its peak when J.J. Redick uh, decided to fill in from, for Stephen A. Smith and give his best Stephen A. Smith impression. Making Dylan Brooks the scapegoat, but whoever put that language and approved that language in the tweet Yeah, that person wants to make Dylan Brooks the scapegoat. The reality is the Grizzlies have other problems besides Dylan Brooks. 
and whether they choose to bring them back or don't choose or, you know, whatever it may be. I can't remember a time in my now 17 years either being in the NBA or covering the NBA where we're in the second round of the playoffs, the day of a game where two of the greatest players ever are getting ready to square off and we're just tweeting out things for engagement. Like, is that where we're at? Is that where – actually, you know what? I, I, I will, I'd be willing to bet. Uh, I, I, I would be willing to bet that it wasn't the Grizzlies. I don't know who it was, actually, because the Grizzlies say it wasn't from us. We don't like this. Bringing a lot of heat, heat on our organization. The agent's like, this guy's a clown. So I don't know. All I know is that Shams is a highly sourced reporter. So he got it from somebody. He does not come out with statements without a rock-solid source. So whoever gave him that inside info, I doubt we'll ever find out. But J.J. Redick, do not come after Sham Sharanya's integrity. The bigger question, though, is now that this is all said and done and the dust has settled, where does Dylan Brooks end up? It's not Memphis. Given that the controversy is his career actually damaged uh, by this news about the Grizz not wanting him back, the answer is maybe, short answer. He will 100% sign with the team next year. Will it be for the amount that he turned down, which was $18 million per year? Probably not. He might get somewhere closer to 11 or 12, which would be Dylan Brooks doing a Dennis Schroeder impressionation. Impressionation, that's what kind of day we are, an impression and an impersonation. And I'm sure he's going to likely help his next team a lot. I'm hearing Sacramento, Portland. You know the team that I haven't heard that I think would be an awesome fit for Dylan Brooks? Team that needs defense, a team that has a plethora of shooters already. Well, at least a couple of shooters that you can rely on in Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic. Just Dallas. I think Dallas would be an interesting spot for him. All three of those teams need defense. I think the Mavs are the best fit. Also, Houston. I think Ime Udoka would love the competitiveness of Dylan Brooks. He would take Dylan Brooks and mold him into his Marcus Smart and make him the leader and the firebrand of the defense. As for Memphis, what are they going to do? That's a big question. So you've already jettisoned him. You've given yourself no options in case you have no other wing to find. So you got to put your eggs in the OG Ananobi sweepstakes uh, and maybe the Jeremy Grant sweepstakes. Probably would help the Grizzlies a lot. Either one of those guys. That is the problem, though. With publicly cutting ties with Dylan Brooks, you have no options. He plays a position that's very hard to replace. Are you going to replace Dylan Brooks with Luke Kennard full-time? Oof. It's a very in-demand position. You, you've got maybe go after Dorian Finney-Smith. Maybe go after Cam Johnson. Jeremy Grant. Maybe you bring back Jay Crowder as well. Jay Crowder's a very good defensive player. He didn't like his role in Milwaukee. Guys who can play two-way defense and hit a three. Everybody wants a three and D player. I think the Grizzlies are going to have to regret how things worked out with them and Dylan Brooks because he was the longest tenured Grizzly there, and let's face it, he is not the reason that the Memphis Grizzlies flamed out. He was one of the reasons, but let's not act like the whole John Morant situation didn't happen. The bottom line is that Draymond Green is a fucking oracle. What did he say? He said two months ago, the dynasty starts after you, not with you. Not the last you'll hear of Dylan Brooks, Dylan the villain. It is the last you'll hear of him in a Grizzlies uniform. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. One of the biggest storylines coming out of Game 1 of the Lakers-Warriors series, besides the fact that the Warriors lost two games in a row at Chase, uh, is the massive discrepancy in free throws. Of course, there's a lot of people being like, oh, the Lakers getting all the best whistles. And they are. They led the NBA in free throw attempts this year. That should not surprise anyone. LeBron James, after that terrible call, Jason Tatum slashing his arm. And from then on, they were the had the best whistle in the league. But game one, very interesting. Lakers shot 29 free throws. And the Warriors shot six. Let's say that again. The Lakers shot 29 free throws. The Warriors shot six. The Lakers went 25 for 29 from the line. And that was pretty much what held them to keep their lead, which is a hilarious stat in part because it is it's absolutely glorious uh, to hear Warriors fans complain. One of my favorite things are for Warriors fans to understand what it means to like play against the Warriors. It's finally, finally get it. Has anybody seen such a discrepancy before? What is this injustice? It's like that. Yeah, that's like what it means to play the Warriors every year. It's like that's what it is. Like you, congratulations. Now you know how other people feel. Uh, and here's the funny thing: like the Warriors didn't even get that bad of a whistle. They just hit all of their shots off the perimeter, and the Lakers did all their damage in the paint. So it's really hard to get to the line. When you're shooting 53 threes, 53, 50% of the Warriors' shots came from beyond the arc. Steph Curry even knows this. Post-game, he took responsibility for the disparity. He says, yeah, shooter gets 10 free throws. That can't happen. Whether we think it's a foul or not, we put ourselves in that situation. Ipso facto, he does not think that shooter deserved 10 free throws. We'll have to talk about playoff shooter because he's a different beast. He's like little baby Rondo out there, the second coming. Uh, But Steph's point's very clear. The Lakers are going to continue to attack and attack and attack the paint. And the Warriors need to be smarter about taking those baits. And Draymond Green just needs to play better. And he needs to play more often. Uh, Conversely, we won't get a ton of free throws when you only drive to the paint 28 times. Warriors averaged 38 drives a game in the regular season. And they only had 28 in game one. So, yeah, even if Dubs fans are irate about it, it has happened all year. According to Cleaning the Glass, the Lakers led the league in frequency of shots at the rim. And, of course, that means they're probably going to shoot a lot of free throws. Uh, People point to Austin Reeves, his incredible jump in free throws this year, as the proof that the Lakers get every whistle. But he's also doubled the amount number of free throw attempts this year, and that does kind of seem a little sus until you realize his free throw rate is actually lower than his last year at Oklahoma. He has always gotten to the line. That is what he does. So although we know that referee bias is real, and although I would love the Warriors to feel what it means to get a bad whistle, this is not the series where the gap is going to change, and that does not mean that the Warriors are getting fucked over. But if our dubs, I tell you what, don't get to the line 12, 15 times a game, It's going to be hard to beat those Lakers. It really is.